Welcome to CenterPod Podcast. This is the AI voice narration of How I got to 200 productive hours a month. Two years ago I could spend a week not working because I was avoiding some task. One year ago it was 100 to 120 hours of work monthly. Nowadays I do around 200 productive hours each month, which is over 6 hours of productive time daily. All this time I have been working from home, mostly on the same project. This guide describes how I achieved these results. As a former game designer, I organized my daily routines by applying the same behavioral psychology principles that are used to create video game experiences. Some of my advice is trivial, and you have definitely heard it before, but when used in a right way, it will create a robust framework to change ineffective habits. The framework is built from three tiers, the environment, the body and the mind. It goes exactly in this order because a well-maintained body can't do much in a distraction-polluted environment, and a trained mind won't help an exhausted body. You don't need to perfect each element before starting to work on the next one, but consider them foundations for each other and direct your efforts accordingly. While it's my personal technique, I believe it will work for you too. There's a high chance that I have undiagnosed ADHD, I have been expelled from two schools as a result of behavioral problems coming from inattention, and I still match most of the symptoms. So if you have a better natural attention span, this approach should be even more effective for increasing your concentration power. Caution, the mentioned amount of hours is not advisable for people working on someone else's business for illusory stock options, with no payment for overtime. There's also no point in going beyond this number because working over 50 hours a week actually decreases productivity. Life should come first in the work-life balance. Environment. A properly organized environment shapes a path to your goals while preventing accidental turns that lead to procrastination. Because our levels of willpower, motivation, and self-awareness are not constant, setting a safeguard in advance is essential to overcome the low points. The core principle of a productive environment is increasing the friction required to slip into distracting activities, so that it takes a significant effort to get distracted. A basic example would be erasing leisure sites from your internet history and start using them in a separate browser, it will both prevent the autocomplete from doing you a disservice and increase the number of actions you need to get to distractions. Or if you have problems with gaming, uninstall everything after each session so you will need to wait for a game to download when you want to play the next time. But in my experience, this is not effective compared to eliminating everything distracting from your workstation and using a separate device for leisure in another room. This is where behavioral psychology shows up, you anchor different types of behaviors to locations with classical conditioning. They do not overlap, and it's clear for your brain where you do what. It's also much easier to feel that something is wrong when you sit in a leisure place all day. Even George R. R. Martin has a similar setup for writing his books. You can also optimize your leisure device by unsubscribing from excessive emails, unfollowing or muting two active posters and setting filters to hide useless information, which includes all non-professional news. Such news don't actually inform us but spread sensationalism, negative emotions, and outright lies to capture attention. What do you gain from following the latest political crisis or some scandal? You can't do anything meaningful about these events. They only depress you and occupy space in your mind. It's better to direct your focus toward things that we can actually impact and improve. The next step is taming your pocket monster. 
that means disabling all non-critical push notifications and uninstalling all the apps you can use from your leisure device instead. You don't really need Facebook, Twitter or any news feeds on a phone unless you are a journalist. Messaging apps are enough to stay in touch, learning something new from saved articles in pocket is a great way to spend time when you have nothing better to do. Also, keep the phone away from the workplace, you shouldn't be able to mindlessly reach for it to escape your current task with a quick check. Allowing an app to send you push notifications is like allowing a store clerk to grab you by the ear and drag you into their store. You're letting someone insert a commercial into your life anytime they want. David Pierce If this idea makes you uncomfortable, it means that you have already formed an addiction to the infinite entertainment feeds that are optimized to work like slot machines. The marketers behind these feeds don't care about your well-being or productivity, their goal is to maximize profits. They do it by getting as much of your attention as possible by abusing our ancient weakness toward uncertain rewards. So the choice is between gaining freedom and getting things done or losing years of your life to these attention traps, which sell as fun and staying connected. When it comes to planning, my approach is trivial. Split big tasks into small ones, so nothing looks overwhelming and daily progress is visible. Leave some boring simple tasks for the evening when the brain is tired. Adjust task order before going to sleep, so there's always a clear plan in the morning. I don't schedule my days but keep them structured in the same way, two blocks of about three hours each, divided by an afternoon walk and chores. Some people report success with Pomodoro, but I find it too short to make a deep dive into work. It's better to try different approaches and stick with the one that works best for you. These working blocks should be free from interruption, all chats and messengers are off, doors are closed, people around you are informed that they shouldn't disturb you. In case you don't have this opportunity, a co-working space could help, also, it will contribute to the location separation described above. Merely having the anticipation of being distracted is like a leash that keeps us from diving into deep work. The back of our mind tells us that at any minute we could get tapped on the shoulder, or asked to come to a meeting, or our kids may barge into the office. Sean Blank. Summary. Remove all entertainment and news from both your phone and workstation. Turn off all non-critical push notifications and keep the phone out of your workplace. Get a separate device for leisure and use it far from your workplace to cultivate location-based behaviors. Clean or eliminate noisy feeds like social networks and political news that disturb you without helping you reach your goals. Split big tasks into small ones, arrange them for the next day in advance and leave some tedious ones for the times when you are too tired to think. Divide your day into blocks when you can't be interrupted. Resources Free browser extensions to limit daily time on distracting sites, stay focused, Chrome, LeechBlock, Firefox, waste no time, Safari. Apps that schedule site blocking on the system level, Cold Turkey, Windows, Android, Focus, Mac, About, Blank, iOS Safari. Observe, our automatic time tracker for Mac that I use to measure productive hours. Manic Time, a similar app for Windows. App usage for Android, on iOS, usage stats are available at settings battery clock icon. Pocket, bookmark articles to read them later from your phone. Tools I use for planning, Scapple, Big Picture, Idea Drafts, Trello, Specific Plans for Projects. Body. There's no virtue in wearing out the body for the sake of some short-term deadlines. Lack of sleep, physical inactivity, junk food and liters of caffeinated beverages are the signs of a workflow failure.
Crunch is not productive, it is an emergency effort to compensate for the lack of real productivity that is achieved through good planning and sharp focus. Sleep is the fuel for feeling and thinking better, at least 7 hours is a must, but some people need 8, and it's perfectly fine. Sleep deprivation not only affects the ability to focus but also damages both the body and the mind in no time and should be avoided at all costs. I take 30 to 60 minute naps if I feel brain fog in the middle of the day because sleep flushes out brain toxins and clears the mind. No amount of coffee will do the same. As a side note, I prefer to take caffeine only a couple of times a week, it keeps the tolerance low, so even a small amount gives me a huge concentration boost for the hardest tasks. Being a night owl, I spent many years drifting into all-nighters and waking up at random times. That was a huge mistake. Getting up on an alarm between 9 and 10 in the morning is not a big deal for a night owl, but it keeps you disciplined, you work and go to sleep at the same times. Good discipline is more sustainable than the ever-changing motivation. Nowadays probably everybody knows that physical inactivity kills us, but if that weren't enough, it affects your memory and thinking too. Our bodies evolved when our ancestors moved a lot to survive, so they expect higher blood flow for top performance. This is why going to the gym twice a week won't help, we need to be active regularly throughout the day to stay both productive and healthy. The researchers found that the widening of the artery in response to blood flow reduced over three hours spent sitting without moving. However, getting up for five-minute walks in this period stopped this from happening. NHS UK on your desktop install an app that forces 3-5 to five minute breaks every hour. What's very important, make it block the screen completely and hide all the skip or postpone buttons, or you'll be ignoring these breaks. Sometimes getting locked from your computer in the middle of implementing some idea may be annoying, but having a short walk, a good stretch, or bodyweight exercises will help you to focus